0: Or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com
1: Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago, and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A dot com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the Endodna Collection. kit. Ca- Endo-decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo-aligned product matching in your state, suggested to guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind. Created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. His sleep is eluding you. Sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at ENDODNA.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Good afternoon and welcome to Cannabis Legalization news. On our first April 2023 show, we have some news out of New York. We're going to be going interstate. Lots of different updates from all around the United States. New York we're going to start with because they're going to be handing out more licenses on. And then we're going to talk about Kentucky because Kentucky legalized medical marijuana. North Carolina is getting there. Washington State we have a news story out of. Then we have something out of Montana. We also have something from Kansas. We have something out of Massachusetts, a former guest of the podcast, Cannabis Legalization, who lost his license, news from the NBA. And then we have an in memoriam for Bobby Tsuna, God rest his soul. We'll also play Name That Strain. So let's get started at the new studio for Cannabis Legalization News. Well, Welcome, Maggie. How was your week? Good, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm uh, getting a little bit set up in here, which is nice. Yes. All these new toys that I get to play with. And uh, check out Cannabis Legalization. you're the first time here. Don't forget to smash like. Leave us a comment. You'll get us in your feed more often, especially if you hit the bell. We yeah. have a, a new video coming uh, on Wednesday, how to open a cannabis business. This one's the ironic one. Next, I'll do one that's more less of a satire and funny and more like practical
2: you're a business. I mean, you're a lawyer doing lawyer things. And I was just thinking, I was like, Hey, you got a studio. I got a couch.
1: Yes. I do this for a living, but then this is to help people know that they can hire our firm for various things. For example, one of our clients did get an OCM, a card license. They weren't that hard to get provided. They really weren't that hard to get provided that you were super special. And if you were super special, then it was quite easy to get. There just wasn't very many super special people. Only 900 people applied. And out of that 900, one out of three of them got it because they're going to give out 300. They're going to be giving out a lot more tomorrow because one of the news stories that we had has to do with a lawsuit out of New York.
2: Lots of New York news, though, like as far as them rolling out the program, right?
1: Yes, yes. Lots of news with them rolling out the program. Earlier in March of this past year, they updated how many they're going to give out. They said they were going to give out 150, and now they're up to 300. And then High Times broke this on Friday because a lawsuit regarding the issuance of these dispensary licenses. Something broke in that a judge has lifted a ban. So there there will be dispensary licenses coming to Brooklyn and other places. And so this is out of the New York Times reporting that a court of appeals from the second circuit in Manhattan lifted part of an injunction that prevented cannabis regulators from issuing more licenses. And that is going to allow them to issue up to another 108 licenses from central New York, Western New York, Mid-Hudson and Brooklyn, but 18 licenses in the Finger Lakes region remain tied up in the lawsuit, which of course has to do with how New York self-deals 100% of its licenses to its own citizens.
2: And to that, the first thing you shared, the, uh, the cannabis control board's website, the new license can be approved as soon as Monday, April 3rd. So coming tomorrow, they're going to have a meeting. So, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, open to the public for comment, right?
1: That's right. And so here it is, you can go to the cannabis.ny.gov website and find where you can drop into it It says link to view control board meeting live won't be happening right now by the way because it's not 10 a.m on april the 3rd
2: so it looks like fingers lake remains the only region tied up in a lawsuit filed last year by michigan-based licensed applicant coming from the cannabis
1: insider that's right now the interesting thing though and this is something that people need to understand when they're getting into the cannabis industry it takes longer than you would think how much longer They've been doing this now. It's been two years since cannabis was legalized in the state of New York and they still have not issued very many licenses and they haven't had a real true licensing round that other states have, like where you can apply. You had to be super special to be able to get into any license in New York and you had to be a super insider. Like you had to open a hemp farmer for many years, for two years before they legalized it, or you had to have been one of these justice-involved individuals who has been arrested or actually convicted, I believe, for uh, cannabis. And then also to have run a profitable business for the past two years. It just going to show that a thing
2: called legalization is a slow and arduous process that we've been talking about. And again, I don't understand why it's been easier to put someone behind bars than it is to release them and create this new norm. It just makes no sense to me.
1: I know. I don't really know what to say other than boy that sucks
2: but you understand it's an american to me it seems like this uh is the biggest freaking achilles heel to what american justice or equality
1: yeah yeah sucks to be everybody and here's <laughs> the thing that they issued and you can go over to the new york webpage itself and find a copy of this this is how many more licenses will be issued tomorrow as you can see they have a whole list of them. So Manhattan, Long Island, Mohawk Valley, Queens and then they have these numbers so you know people that have applied know what these numbers means because they're all issued a number when they applied and then they were I'm assuming randomly selected or they're just selecting them for caprice or like capricious reasons based on what they think will make the best story. That is not something that I like. I really think that the way that New Jersey is licensing entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry is far more fair than what New York's doing, but Mm -hmm. it's their state. I mean, it's, yeah, it's what their rodeo, their clown show, not not my clown or whatever, it's just crazy how, when did they legalize it? New York did. Two years ago. It's been two years since the then governor Cuomo signed it into law. Yeah. So uh, doors have an open, or not legal doors rather. Correct. No legal doors have opened. Actually, that's not true. Several legal doors have opened. There's been hundreds of cultivators licensed because there was, hundred, there was 300 plus, 350, I think, hemp licenses in the state that were operational. And then they all got grandfathered in to become THC cannabis farmers. And then there was 900 uh, social equity or justice-involved applicants that applied. I don't know how many of them provided a complete application, maybe half of them and so that would be 450, and then 300 of them are going to get licenses, which were supposed to be 100% paid for by the state of New York. Makes no sense. State of New York is just going to give 300 people licenses because they were arrested and then they have a successful.
2: Right. Did you read recently, though?
1: Whether it be, a, I forget, an article or a
2: guest that we had, but it was noted there's only two like legal sh- shops in New York.
1: I think it's up to five. So like they are making progress, but it's going slowly and they don't have enough money to build 300 dispensaries because if there's 300 dispensaries and each dispensaries costs, and this is conservative, a million and a half dollars, and I've seen their regulations, they call for a lot of security regulation. So I think a million and a half bucks to build that, especially in New York City with its property values, pretty reasonable. That is 450, I think, million dollars. They don't have that. Their fund was supposed to be 200 million. Turns out there's only 30 million in it. And they're only on dispensary number five, so good luck rolling this out. Well, I mean, none of it's fair per se, but boy. So there's five out of, what's the population of
2: New York? Millions? 20 it's like, million. That's it's just <laughs> ridiculous. And even 300
1: dispensaries would have, I don't think fill the need for some such population, but No, tomorrow, if it's I, one per 25 people, that would be almost 750 to 800 dispensaries, I think.
2: Yeah. Washington had a thousand dispensaries at one time and a lot of them were vertical, and people were were, were surviving. The, the market should itself even itself out, but tomorrow's meeting is an opportunity for people everywhere to speak in because this, that's the issue about this licensing. It, is, it needs to be
1: available to everybody, not just New York citizens. That's the issue of the lawsuit, but the lawsuit only affects the finger legs right now. Nobody else has filed a lawsuit. Very few people have standing. I think that's one of the reasons why. He wasn't allowed to continue his lawsuit in those other jurisdictions in New York. However, it's going to happen, and you can speak, but you have to sign up. It's too late to sign up and speak for the one that's going to be tomorrow at 10. Uh, They give you, like, the opportunity to do so, but you have to, like, sign up beforehand, I believe. I don't think you're just able to show up and say, yeah, I got something to
2: say. That's what I'm saying. If you want to speak in, you have to sign up now. You know, the link's there. They're provided for you. The transparency's all there. You just Mm got to do it now.
1: Yeah, and if, when are they going to have an application round for everybody? That's the other thing. Because if they are going to give out three hundred social equity, justice involved dispensaries, are they going to give out another three hundred? Here's an application, it's competitive, we're going to be scored it's going to be scored like it's scored in either Illinois or New Jersey. And the people who have the best application will win. Because New York has three hundred dispensaries, et cetera, it's going to pay for For these card applicants, because it said it's going to give them all a free dispensary, which is just bizarre.
2: No, I totally agree. Maybe that's the issue, though, right? Maybe for tomorrow's meeting, like the people, like we talked about, it takes what a million dollars, two million to start a dispensary, whatever. But there are people like that, or groups, financial groups, people of collective interests, partnerships, whatever the case may be. And if you want to get invest or get involved in the cannabis industry, the space, whatever, this is your opportunity. It's like when well, most things grassroots. You want to fight for a pl- public park, the locals will fight for it. The people who have a stake in the game, people aren't going to speak
1: in this thing tomorrow because it's like I'm a consumer, no matter what. I don't I th- they should because a lot of New Yorkers aren't those 900 people that are the only ones who've been able to apply so far. And as a result, when are they? When's the other 19 or I guess however many people in New York are over 21 that want a license get a chance to apply? And we don't know. We'll find out. We might even find out at tomorrow's meeting, but uh, it it may be in the near future because then after that, they have to publish. And then after they publish, they need to, uh, then they'll be able to have their application around. But I want to say it was like a 45-day waiting period after the regulations are finalized and published. Right. And speculative news too. We have another state that's getting to the game. That's surprisingly. Yes. Now that is uh, some really good news and we can move into... Good news, Kentucky governor has signed the bill to legalize medical cannabis in their state. That's pretty sweet, and this came out on March 31st. He signed it on Friday before the weekend. How to open a cannabis dispensary in Kentucky, entrepreneurs can be able to ask that to Google, and hopefully they'll find us over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com if you guys are trying to get into Kentucky. Let us know. We're going to have some content on it, but I think we got some time. I want to say that this doesn't really become something where there's going to be an opportunity to get a license until
2: 2025.
1: Oh, wow. Yep. Nice. And we have also have some more out-of-state news or other states. Oh, all we have is out-of-state news. It's, but this, it's not yet done in the sense that we should talk more about the Kentucky aspect because it's SB 47 that has passed, home cultivation not allowed. 30-day supply in their residence and a 10-day supply on their person what are the conditions that they can have severe pain cancer epilepsy ms ptsd or other medical condition which the the kentucky center for cannabis deems appropriate so there's also a procedure to have more aspects that could be in there licensed cultivators three tiers of cultivation producers that's going to be able to cultivate and process Safety compliance facilities—that'll be interesting. I wonder if those are like testing labs, but that yeah. might be one of these ancillary businesses that uh, people can then also get that license for. And then, of course, don't forget dispensaries in Kentucky.
2: I really hope someone's working on a strain called Kentucky Bluegrass right now.
1: Of course, there are. Of course, that strain already exists. There's legacy operators in Kentucky <laughs> right now <laughs> saying, like, "I can't wait for my Kentucky Bluegrass to hit." And then oh my like, God, for we'll sure, which right? one is the authentic one? Or even if there is. But they said regulations will need to be finalized by Jan 1, 2024. Hopefully then, maybe by, I don't know, this time next year in early 2024, we might be eyeing a summer application window. Not all that dissimilar than the summer application windows we have this year in Missouri. And hopefully there's a fall mm-hmm. one in Maryland. There's one right now in Texas and Florida. But those suckers, those are some big mothers. Yeah. Did you mark this for 1208? I noted the Kentucky one. Yeah, I marked the Kentucky one. Sweet, and yeah, now not I'm the at, next one though. North Carolina news. Do you have the the stuff set up? Because I oh, have not a keyed up anything on this.
2: Oh, you're good. Let me just share my uh, little tab here. North Carolina, blah blah blah. North Carolina legalization bill includes expungement, home grow. You're already ahead of
1: Washington, damn it. Expungement and home grow. North Carolina legalization is this full legalization bill? I believe so. Your
2: legalization proposal would expunge, allow a home grows up to six plants and carry a 20% excise tax on cannabis sales. That's not too bad.
1: It really isn't. And it also has the municipal 3% because that helps cities get some money from the cannabis sales and so they just aren't going to the general fund in your particular state. And you could keep that tax dollar locally.
2: Half of it will go to the general fund and the measure would include two ounces of flour of possession, 15 grams of concentrates, and cultivate six
1: plants. That is fantastic. I have no idea if it will pass. I'm assuming no, because the they don't even have medical. And so like earlier, they had a medical bill approved in the Senate, and that was for the second year in a row, but they still have not had any meaningful medical. But that means that that industry can't crop up yet. And maybe North Carolina might buck the trend and go straight to adult use first. However, I doubt it, but I'm glad that you we're seeing it. This means that we're really getting close to the AI apocalypse, but also what will happen first? AI apocalypse, cannabis legalization tuned in. Damn. Cannabis legalization. In. But yeah.
2: But where to be this bad, man? What other product out there? Like at this point with all this, the rulemaking process seems to me very redundant and still excessive and not for the end user consumer citizen whatever you want to say where they're limiting like six plants or you can only have two ounces on possession or three concentrates like what other product alcohol has not even been like why at first it it was supposed to be that the barometer the the measuring stick of okay let's see if everything collapses washington and colorado legalized it You're only allowed an ounce. Since then, Oregon has increased their limits and on percentages for TAC. So why are we still doing this limit thing, holding people's hands of we don't want you to hurt yourself bullshit?
1: Yeah, it's because think of the children they're from the government and they're here to help you. And the only freedom that you really have in this country is the freedom to have a loaded weapon without a license, especially in the state of Florida. Hey, let's give a shout-out to some of our members, though, because everybody who's tuning in, boy, do we sure appreciate it. And we have a new member, John Doe. Does anyone think Florida will ever become fully legalized recreational? Yes, I think it'll happen in 2024, to be honest. He should have introduced himself. He's a new member, and he's glad to be here. And we're happy to have you. But 2024, I bet, Miggy, a fat nugget. Cannabis is legalized in Florida, then. I think you have a better barometer
2: because of how we've been chasing this thing called any prohibition, but I think overall every state's gonna eventually knock it out, right? Every everybody's gonna just be like, all right, this we're full of shit. For whatever reason, we kept this thing as a thing. And so because it's even consumption. and one of our page posts on Facebook, free T A C is the URL, come check it out. We post their memes and just also news and awareness. But someone something about everybody's always I see a lot of people questioning what how much is consumption right some people say an ounce would last me a month or, or a week depending on whatever and honestly i can tell you like i can smoke an eighth of really good quality flour really good flour in a day like all day we smoke in the bowl and just keep on going through my day if it was really good flour but if it's like kind of harsh flour but you'll still get me a high i
1: can make that thing last like a week or two it all comes down to the plant. Oh, and it's that time. It all comes down to the plant, and I hope that you guys have some of the highest quality plant that your state offers, because it is 420 somewhere, especially in New York. So what We've got them. Oh, I tell you what. We've well, been answering some questions over here at 5.me. Have I put that yet up in the feed? Well, there it is. And so you can go ask some questions about how to get in the cannabis industry over at 5.me backslash collateral base. We also do have a banner for that, and I can probably throw that right on out into the, uh, the chat as well if I hit copy and paste. I think I had copy and pasted already our, what do they call that, the Facebook page. We'll also show you guys that because Miggy shares a lot of really dank memes on over here. We have to update our header on it, but that's yeah. facebook.com backslash free THC. We're 439 followers. I'm sorry, 439,000 followers can't be wrong. So go ask some questions about how to get into the cannabis industry. We're like hive sourcing these. So as I answer questions a lot, I can just be like, oh, I answered that. Go over there and find it. You and I have been using the internet for since we've known each other, the face, my days, mid 90s. We've been using the internet for almost 30 years.
2: Yeah. So like, when it comes to our searchability and SEO, for you, it's a cannabis industry lawyer. You type that. You'll come out with Tom 90% of the time. 90%. I'm making forward 20 you'll type
1: 90% something I produced or created. That's right. And um, some of it might be memes. Some of it might be trolling some cops pretty bad. However, we do have some news out of your state this week, some Washington state news. And this has Lots been reported by Normal. That's right. If you haven't joined Normal yet, why not? Don't forget to join normal and uh, there, I've plugged it several times. Washington lawmakers advanced legislation, barring pre-employment t- tests for cannabis. Down its way, baby house and the Senate have approved it, which is amazing. Members of the house and Senate have approved legislation SB 5123 prohibiting employers from taking adverse action against new hires because of failed drug tests for
2: marijuana. I really hope. I mean, that this should be a no-brainer for Izzy to sli- Izzy, Governor Insane Izzy to slide. Man, I said it 10 times. So, but it shouldn't be. I
1: really, I'm excited. My, but again, 10 years of legalization, we're just getting to the shit. I know. It's been legal for 10 years, and only after 10 years of legalization, do they still have li- possession limits in Washington State? Have those been raised? Yes.
2: Still possession limits. No home grown the books.
1: We're still behind. Have they raised the possession limits, or is it still the same that it was 10 years ago when you guys legalized yep
2: still the same as it was
1: oregon is the only one i believe of the states to have increased their limits at all fascinating stuff but there it's not quite done yet you have a some discrepancies between the bills some minor discrepancies so they have to do some reconciliation before it can go to the governor's desk and be signed and 10 years after it became legal it is now illegal to discriminate against somebody for a cannabis test it will be Provided that uh, they do reconcile those two, but they've passed, and so I'm sure
2: they will too. Washington's very progressive, but at the same time, we do have our people still trying to limit the THC limits for whatever reason. It's ridiculous. Yeah, oh. that
1: is that's pretty nuts. What's that?
2: I do I was say I got some other Washington State news that oh, I really forward. don't hear much talked about, and so I just figured because no one likes to talk about the bad stuff. And so here we got this uh, fat panda. You remember Fat Panda? I do. No. They're the largest grow here in Washington, like one of the biggest producers, yep. and, and obviously pulling millions or some shit like that. These guys are tied to, so this guy, he's part of some Utah fraud scheme tied to supplements, and those supplements being CBD-based. The Washington Liquors Control Board confirmed that Robert McKinley, 45 co-owner of the Grow Up Farms and Fat and Sticky, those are the two largest brands out here, was named a December indictment, accusing him and eight others of devising a scheme to build customers of nutraceutical, CBD, and dietary supplements out of millions of dollars. It's a Laird and he, I just think, I just don't get how this guy supplement hucksters, man. No, what what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at is you're already involved into a legal market of a gray product, right? This thing, cannabis has enough issues as it is. Like if you got involved in the weed game, the legal weed game, and you're making a profit and you're winning, why do you have to go into this? Like shady side, like extra
1: shady, (laughs) you know, why? Entrepreneur. He just has to, he sees an opportunity and he wants to make money and he, he can't turn it off.
2: But there's legal ways. You found a legal way to, to produce that income. Keep doing that, right? You could totally do a legit CBD brand. You could totally do a, whatever it is that you've done.
1: It's just disheartening. It really is. It is disheartening. And let me just. Make a quick and smooth transition into our next disheartening deal. story. This one out of Montana. And okay, Montana yes. legalized it back in the day in the day. I want to say the 2019, 2018, somewhere in there. Yeah. Maybe five years ago or maybe in the 2020 election, three years ago. Senate bill would eliminate adult-use marijuana dispensaries in Montana. So... Keep- SB 546 would also cap THC content and raise medical marijuana taxes.
2: This is crazy on so many levels, but Montana has a history of like strong prohibitionists and hate out there. They've had medical since 2011. They remember the raids of 2011. Uh, during that time, they have a great uh, cannabis culture scene. Cause when I was, I used to travel through there and would smoke with various people and the uh, when it was medical, when medical just hit, they had billboards everywhere. They were like 1-800 pizza and munchies come here <laughs> everywhere, dude. It was like just billboards and signs and everything. And so a lot of fear mongers were like, oh, the children, they're seeing the weed everywhere. We can't, we're saved but the children. So they cracked down on medical, they crushed it. Lives were ruined and then they get recreational. And now this shit, this is horrible.
1: It really is. It really is horrible, but let's go into a little bit more of it and uh, we can move around and blow it up so that you guys can see the terribleness, maybe. It contains several prohibitions that would drastically alter the state's marijuana marketplace, specifically eliminating adult use dispensaries and also raising taxes on medical marijuana from 4 to 20% and puts limits on the potency of the cannabis. And the amounts for possession, and remember this is all medical because they got rid of the adult use uh, sales. While the bill prohibits non-medical sales, that's interesting. So you can't even sell it medically. You just have to have it. It does not recriminalize marijuana possession for adults. So it's still legal, which is just ridiculous. And it halves the number of plants an adult can grow at home from two to one. So you can have one. Cannabis plant. SB 46 intends to reduce the demand for marijuana sales in Montana. Fuck. And it does not have any co sponsors, by the way. So it's not all bad news. But did you look at that percentage ranking? That
2: is such a snub to the consumers. Four to 20%, 420?
1: Yep. Are you, Four to 20%. Uh, you're fucking uh, cute. You're but fuck what's th- th- the report on whatever the, uh, what's because the, they say cap on the THC. I always want to see what the THC cap is. Was it 20%? No, that was the tax. Oh, yeah, that was the tax. I found it. it it's oh, up good. here. They say SB546 caps potency on flour to no more than 35%, but that's like 99.99% yeah, of all flour. Yeah. Primary active compound. And it also lowers the ceiling to 10% for edibles from 10 milligram And it halves the edibles from 10 to 5. Let's see. Active compound in the plant? Oh, weird. Okay. I misread that. It's it's currently it's 35%, but that's like 99.99%. His bill would lower it to 10%, which is shitty weed or like one-to-one CBD, THC flower. Almost.
2: Yeah. Wow. That would be like, that would hurt the market. But again, this shouldn't go through. But why is there such ignorant? Like where I'm you need your plant
1: doll behind you again, so you can pull it out when he's Uh to
2: me a therapist.
1: I got the plant doll downstairs. I can. I, this is new. I haven't gotten a chance yet to really build out the new studio, and because of the AI on the uh, camera work, you can see like the there's a desk over there, which is my little like workstation for powering the studio.
2: Just do you do that whole show me on a doll?
1: Yeah, I'll do the show me on the doll uh, a little bit later, a little bit later. Now I'm gonna have to go way over here. Love in the studio, dude. Nice lighting too, and that helps. Now you can't see the uh, the man behind the curtain.
2: But what about the, uh, the old colonial thing behind you, too? That was a nice little
1: vibe. Yep. Bookcases. I'm a lawyer, so I'm going to try to look <laughs> like that. I have a little bet if I make more money in a year after wearing a suit. I wrote down when I started it, so we'll find out.
2: That's how it works, though. You, what is it? Impressions, like 90% of the game, right? Just like
1: showing up to work. Just showing
2: up, God damn
1: it. Just I, show, show up to vote, by the way. Show up. Just show up. God damn it. It's so easy. Speaking of so easy, let's see. let I don't see where this one is tied to a particular state. Is Which this one? one also a Texas one? We have a Kansas one. one. It's very sad. Maybe it's the Kansas one. Is that the H uh, B? Independent record. The I mean, marijuana bill, advertising restrictions. No, this is Billings Gazette. This one's still in Montana. Oh, Montana. I think we've true. I think we've beaten a dead horse in story. Yeah, good. Yeah. Let's we covered Montana pretty good. We'll just go ahead and move on over to Kansas. Kansas,
2: another flyover state. Why are you going to fly over it? That's
1: yeah, let's go ahead and fly over it and talk about the, the article that came out about Kansas. This is from the CannabisBusinessTimes.com, by the way. Hopes fade for cannabis medical cannabis legalization bill. The Senate committee tabled debate on legislation to legalize medical cannabis, meaning the bill is probably not getting out of that committee and their legislative session will be concluding in early april this is being reported on march 30th 2023
2: i just don't understand why politicians don't take this issue serious this is a very serious issue.
1: that's not serial for them dude i don't find politicians serious that they can't take this serious why don't because they, they haven't been able to take money from them like politicians haven't done this stuff at least openly ever and as a result they it's just, just no industry. There's no lobby. Like a politician might try to like hold as many guns as possible to communicate with those other gun lovers that are so zealous that that's enough to get them to vote for you. Yeah. But, and then the liberals might want to have every color of everybody in their campaign literature. So it's like the most diverse and inclusive candidate in the history of unicorns and shit.
2: It's funny. You bring up the gun thing. Guns do have a lobbyist. Yeah.
1: NRA, that's it. Cannabis has a lobby. It's just
2: very and small.
1: That's the problem. And it's still illegal. illegal. And so I think the cannabis lobby will just gain steam after it's been legalized. And like all those practical applications for hemp and its carbon source. Mm. What you need is like a, a craft lobby, right? Like a small
2: under, I don't know, an anchor grow or some shit. I don't know what your criteria should be, but
1: 43,500 square feet is not that big.
2: no. Just for for that many people to care and join forces and say, this is how we're going to throw our whatever dollar at somebody. Because that's unfortunately how you make a bill happen in Washington.
1: Yep. I really can't say that I'm too surprised that Kansas won't be legalizing cannabis, even medical cannabis this year. And it was House Bill 128. One of these days I have to, I it's when I see a bill, and I know that it's going to legalize something like they, I'm doing it now with Kentucky. So go over that bill, read it really good, understand what licenses are coming. And then you can start, plan it. And same with uh, Minnesota. That's the bill that's going through over there and Maryland as well. So there's those three bills that are working their way through. And then you've already read Missouri's cause that's opening up in a couple months. But I'm not even going to read this one because it's <laughs> why. Yeah, no, for Montana's yeah. Un- Oh no, I'm sorry. That was, what is Montana's. This was the one for Senate bill one, three, five. Oh, from Kentucky. I yeah, just had one. too many tabs up, but the right Kentucky there. bill, not terrible. A 35% THC limit on plant material, 60% limit for oils and concentrates, 3.5 gram limit for edibles and a 10 milligram limit for patches. The 3.5 gram limit for edibles must be a typo. $20,000 cultivation fee, not terrible. Growers charge twenty bucks a plant. Hopefully you're got a good yield on there, but not gonna advance.
2: It would be, a, yeah, it would be a good business starter, but
1: yeah, unfortunately not, man. That they're hindering themselves. They're hindering everybody. They're hindering the entrepreneurs, they're hindering the patients, so it's bad for the consumers. It's bad for the tax dollars, by the way, because you're not gonna get those tax dollars if you can't actually get the bill to pass.
2: Yeah, exactly. That that's that and unfortunately Kentucky's not the kind of people that want to care about this topic, this issue.
1: Nope. They ain't tell you who does though. People who appreciate high quality cannabis. Let's just kind of put together a name, that strain plan right here. I wanted us to flip the script on it. We were part promoting as an ambassador for homegrown cannabis co, but we're going to wait on that because we have to see if any affiliates. Get... Anyway, What we should do instead is we should say, Hey. You know what you should do? You should email your images of weed. Oh, yeah. to Miggy At 420Binary at Gmail, and then we can drop it in the Slack channel. We can put it in Canva and do the thing that we do. And we just take a nug shot, put it in Canva, and remove the background from it, and we get something like that.
2: Dude, I would love to do it like a home grow Name That Strain, right? It would be great. And nice. this I
1: would also like to do Name That Strain with all those wonderful geneticists that are tuning in right now that have their own strains and their own seed companies that are out there hustling we could show off your strains too so go ahead and email your home grows over to 420 binary at gmail and make a name that strain and now we will go ahead and play name that strain there it is that is a good looking nugget so pretty It is. This is the strain of the spring. We're calling it simply because it goes and it sounds like it would be a springtime strain with its name. Do we have, there it is. Okay, good. Good. Who's its parents? It is a byproduct of lemon cello and lemon pound cake. Those are its parents.
2: That's really nice. I love the hairs. The one I got doesn't look like that. It's not the same strain Just
1: The ones that I have, they look pretty darn good. But then this cat piss right here, it's too, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the lemon aspect of it, but it does kind of look like it. It's also a wonderful nugget. Got a wine name. It does. It's a play on a wine name and it's lemony. And it was first created by Cookies Farm in San Francisco. So it is one of the Cookies lineup. you're familiar with them, you may know that strain right there. There's 134 comments. Thank you for commenting. And if you... Want to ask us any questions? Don't forget to throw us a super chat or be a member and we'll answer your questions.
2: Oh, you're close, Chad. You're so close.
1: Chad is very close, everybody. It is a, it's very close. That is almost a line. Again, Chad has the ability to pick out strains like you cannot believe.
2: And he has genetic knowledge. So we give hints. And lock it.
1: That's just the thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I would love to, like you were saying, to do a seed and If you're a seed company and have a picture, you'd like to. It's the that's the one thing that we always worried about, right? How do I get legit seeds? How do I? I don't want to get ripped off, and then you know,
1: at least have a chance. I might just be sucky as a gardener. Oh, gardening's not easy. And then not only that, there's differences, and so the commercial farming just isn't like what you guys do in the in tents or in your garden at home. Yeah, or just
2: to have a chance, right? Like you can easily kill a seed. Like, I've drowned seeds. I've figured out many ways to fuck up from just a seed alone. But everything's getting the half part. I'm going to just
1: give them or give a little history. What color is that rosé, everybody? Oh. So there's a hint. Would that be a white wine category? Or rosés? Rosé all day. That's what it is. But this one has a color descriptor on top of it. And then oh, after no, that, they... we'll go ahead and share it.
2: No, is a rosé a white wine or what the fuck is
1: a rosé is not; it's something in between. It's not quite a red wine. It's not quite a white wine. It's a pink mm-hmm. wine. I, so I wonder mean, what I the, the name it? of this drink is then. Okay, there we go. Thank <laughs> you, John. and we will now do a little deep dive into some pink rosé. This is according to Leafly. Strongly indica dominant hybrid strain with about eighty percent indica genetics. Sleepy, anxiety, is insomnia, and chronic pain are some of its treatment options. Byproduct of cello and Lemon Pound Cake with a THC level of only 17%. Good for novice users. Sometimes you get like a description of a weed and you're like sleepy. And it makes you,
2: sometimes I can't tell if it's the weed or just my personality. Because I'm just like, fuck this. I'm staying yeah. home today.
1: I don't know. But it was first created by Cookies Farm in San Francisco, oh. combining the cello and London Pound Cake genetics. Inspired by the vibrant colors you see when drinking a glass of roses. It has been known to help users get that sophisticated feeling they've been looking for right we'll do some international yeah you've got that queued up i'm just gonna yeah. be exiting browser boxes this one i thought about
2: making a memo but since he got caught i decided not to because man tries to hide from police during raid by climbing the top of a roof so i got that it was pretty funny but obviously he gets caught because the press caught the picture it's got kind of an interesting story man I found on the canvas farm beside an apartment to flee a roof liverpool echo to see if i can get to the point prosecutor so this guy's he's claiming to be like a trafficking third hero was interviewed by police initially denied he knew anything about the canvas farm even though he was hiding on the roof oh god uh, likely employed to manage or he just was employed to run or manage the installation and to tend to the plants apparently there's here in the United States, there's the whole big uh, China cartels. They're all here. Well, over there, it's uh, Albanians or some shit like that. Hmm. They're, they're trafficking people. And so apparently he was like a slave to the area or whatever. But that picture alone, I was just like, that was pretty epic. You know what I mean? I keep messing with the thing, sorry.
1: Yeah, when you hit hide, on uh, it, it's a new thing, man. But then yeah. speaking of new things, you guys should go check out our channel and so we have a new one about how to win a cannabis business that'll be dropping on wednesday and then also we've opened our new york office and we're trying to get some more reviews out in the new york office so i'm going to share this with the people who's tuned in the nice people that are watching if you would any of our clients do check us out leave us a five-star review over there and then more and more people in the new york market will be like who's these people anyway and then they're going to find us and those tune in to Cannabis Legalization News and we'll talk about New York law. So we have a little sad <laughs> memorandum news. Oh, have we gotten to the sad memorandum news? I thought that we haven't talked about the news out of Massachusetts with oh. the former guest of the show. Let's go ahead. Oh, okay. it's the In Other News segment. And then we also have a story out of the NBA. Hmm. So let me just pull up the in Biz Daily. This one came out last week as well. This former guest of the podcast and one of the youngest cannabis dispensary owners in the United States to open has closed his cannabis dispensary after posting threatening videos. Massachusetts State's Cannabis Control Commission suspended the retail licenses of Elevate Cannabis in Anthol, Massachusetts, as of midnight March 25th. It also revoked provisional licenses in the town of Williamston on Orange. And so this was broken by Grant Smith Ellis. I'm not sure if you guys remember, but last week we reported on how, from him, by the way, he was the one who was the site of the source for the Curleaf story with all the, the hacking that had happened and also the Russian connections.
2: I didn't realize he was the source. But yeah, yeah, so it looks like there's some accusations. So he still has his license in Oregon, still involved there, but... Uh, Looks like there were some threats to employees, previous employees, and some various, uh, like, indecent exposure charges
1: that the uh, state of Massachusetts
2: said, you no longer will play the game here.
1: Yeah, and so there was a bench warrant risk issued for him, and then even though the CCC said he was closed, he posted a video on Instagram saying that it was open and he was running it alone, and then he made a hand gesture imitating a hand these licenses that you get, remember, they are granted to you by your state and the regulators of it. They can take it away.
2: Just like the guy here in Washington State who's now been in, indicted into a, a thing. He's the largest vendor. You are involved in already a trepidatious game. When I get you push the limits to get to where you're at, but man, once you get that foot in the door, that's just not a way to treat employees, too, if it's true.
1: If it wasn't, why did they yank all yeah. these licenses in the state?
2: I'm just, uh, we're, everything's allegedly for us until, uh, is that's what we're, we're pointing, just referencing a story.
1: True. But you have to remember if the regulators yank your license, it's no longer allegedly, and so they've made some type of administration decision and then that is appealable, don't get me wrong, but they've made some findings to be able to do that every state that I've seen. They usually say you have no due process in your license which is hilarious. Like you have a license to to sell weed and they're going to say, no, you don't. You have the privilege of doing it. Yeah. Not everybody gets it. And so they try to make sure that you're only doing this because we say you can. And follow the rules. They're just looking for compliance. Just
2: like for limits and possession limits. The citizen side of the thing, which is still a little whatever.
1: It is, but we did have some pretty interesting trending news out of sports. We don't have a sports bumper, but we do have a trending news bumper. The NBA will not be testing for cannabis anymore. Sources say that the NBA players will no longer be prohibited from marijuana under a new seven-year collective bargaining agreement. And if unions didn't work, why the heck does the NBA have a union?
2: There
1: you go. And so under the new seven-year collective agreement, it has been removed that this is a process that's been ongoing since the 2019 and 2020 season, but the anti-drug testing section of it will no longer include cannabis
2: it's a shame that you can't have collective bargaining and everything but uh, what a win for labor yeah yeah
1: it is it, it's a win and it's a pretty short story in the sense that it's, they no longer prohibited from using marijuana Under this it's been removed from the anti-drug testing program and they started this process several years ago and they finally reached an agreement so even the nba to allow their players to use the product took a couple of years and then they also had the ability to just say, "Hey, we represent 450 of the best athletes in the world," they'd like to use this.
2: Isn't that the thing about this plant? It's got much to do about nothing, but it's also exciting and amazing. Where, okay, this whole agency with these Olympians decided, okay, we're this is not going to be a thing of consideration, and then you're like, okay, and then now what? Now you wait another seven years and say, look, nothing happened. There was no mass. The the NBA didn't slow down. The games didn't get slower. The game they might even get more better because of they've like, been using it for decades.
1: It's already here, out of fear, been, yeah. out out of fear, fear right.
2: and out of a schedule where you're like, I'm gonna smoke it this one time because we're hoping not to get tested. That's their thinking. Now it's gonna be a much to do a passe. It's like a hemp fest where you have a hundred thousand people. and You're like, fuck, why is this penal legal? Like nothing's going on.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I really don't, and it's a great story of progress that has taken a long time to get here, and I'm glad that it shows you that unions can negotiate. Why doesn't certain other unions, like representing the truckers, for example, how come they aren't going to go over the federal regulations, which the federal government's not enforcing, by the way, but they still, they count out of those federal regulations, oh, we can't do it. That's part of it. Stop it that doesn't make any sense if you can't do it don't why are you but, allowing it oh yeah but
2: in those unions though some of the problem too is the unions are like a business in itself it's like its own corporation that was a it's been a big thing with the machining union that i've witnessed or the big uf whatever w or one of those fuckers but yeah that's amazing Good on them for getting this negotiated and being so progressive
1: And then uh, we do have some sad news to end up the show. A guest of uh, the podcast a few years back and uh, a activist somebody who gave his whole life to the plant really. Has uh, passed, legendary pot smuggler Robert Platt passed away in Florida this past week. Served 30
2: know? years in prison for being part of that.
1: That's right. He, he was 30 years in prison for what he did for the plant and uh, he had he was 79 philly he was born in philly and in the 70s he was part of the black tuna gang which was the de gay code for his team they were based out of miami and they moved lots of square grouper into florida from columbia he was calling he found his calling in life importing marijuana from columbia in the 70s he wrote uh, the black tuna diaries and was featured in the documentary square Grouper. And then toward the end of his life, over the past four years, he struck a deal with True Leaf Cannabis, the Golgothan, the 800-pound gorilla of Florida cannabis, and they brought back his custom black tuna strains. I not had to have one. I can't wait to have one when I get down to Florida. It's said to mimic the properties of the Santa Marta gold that Shoren helped bring to this country in the 70s. Yeah, it's It's pretty interesting. He said and then he reports on this and so they like was one of the things that true leaf did was they went and they got him a mason jar of these huge buds and he had a few smokes and he knew it was santa marta gold Uh, and then they gave him their blessing that became the crop and he was the hype man for true leaf by going and doing the silver tuna tour where he would go from one retirement village to another retirement village extolling the virtue of cannabis to treat pain and other ailments and avid fisherman really fought his whole life for it. And I'm glad to see that toward the end of his life, he did get to profit a little bit yeah. uh, by having that deal with True Leaf. And he got to live a good, comfortable He got some years because he, he wasn't, when he got out of prison, it wasn't like it was all sunshine and roses for him.
2: Well, freedom, right? Like the fact that he was able to pass outside these bars because I shared it on the, the group, the Facebook and the. Uh... On instagram i have a picture of him of 2014 he just got released and he was like a month out and i was at the uh, cannabis cup high times in seattle here that i got a chance to meet him the first time and then of course we had him on the pod which was awesome but yeah it's a legend dude he's probably responsible for half the
1: weed in the united states and early oh it's the east coast and the colombian aspect of it so that yeah. that strain that he eventually got because that Colombia is still big on that, and a lot of seed hunting has gone. Like Belushi Farms, they have episodes that they go down to Colombia and get seeds in mendelin and so yeah, same thing. It had to have been because he was literally importing it in the 70s mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. and, and that they created that type of air hybrid or strain to capture that profile that they recall is really cool.
2: And Then, they, if you get a chance to watch the, the Black Tuna Diaries, he really did have a like a a movie life like they were catch pulling these damn they call them the square groupers they were picking them up getting dropped in the ocean and you know can you imagine first you gotta bind it up good enough so it doesn't get trench soaked and all that stuff but he was just a, a young and back in the day and then god I guess, like you were saying he served 30 years he came out old he's he one of those guys that had like the love of his life someone that he you know a simple person that pretty much lived an outlaw lifestyle and just i'm glad that he was able to end it outside these bars though. So.
1: yeah me too and i was also glad that he was able to come on the podcast and talk we have several 420 somewhere podcasts coming up with people in the industry to do deep dives on whatever their particular wheelhouse is people can continue to try to get on this you can email me if you want to get on the podcast over at tom at com, love to talk with you. And we do have three that are signing up, but then they have publicists and you have to like email back and forth. So yeah, we'll have, I know we're going to have Zeta from Green Rush on. So good stuff coming. Did you, just before we go, I mean, we have to talk about
2: real quick, celebrity brands, cannabis brands. Which ones? So we have uh, Rick Flair just came out with his woo, exactly Rick right. Flair's had a
1: celebrity brand of cannabis for a while. We should just lead the show next. We should let's table that and then because think about the SEO crap that we would get if we promote. Uh, we would just do nine different links about the the Rick Flair strain. See if we can get Rick on the show. Can we get Rick on the podcast? That'd be interesting to have. I'm just because, but the topic itself, because there's also now Wiz Khalifa has
2: joined forces with True Leave and he got roasted on Twitter recently. Yeah, but Twitter and is
1: like mostly roast material and yes. it's people are just terrible.
2: I just think the brand itself, if I were to come out with like a Mickey 420 strain, like a garden, it's very something I would get. We want to be hands on because this plant is so for that quality that I would want to say, this is me to you. But some people now are at the level of just it, and incorporation. I understand name branding. There's white labeling and all that stuff. But mm. again, if I were to find something the white label, I'd have to go smoke that one batch. And be like, okay, this is the only batch I can sell. Because then I'd have to smoke a sample of the next batch.
1: The flavors change. And that's the thing. There's tre- Weed's trendy. We- weed's trendy. A lot of things are trendy. Like even the alcohol industry is fairly trendy. Oh, White yes. claws were a thing a few years back, and then and it just keeps evolving. What's going? I'm like, no, oh, low alcohol beers, high alcohol. Like they just they come out with new crap because people are like, what else do you have? What's new? And then once they try that Rick Flair weed, why do they come back? Does he have anything new? And so it's the classic strains were that's what you really and like. you stick to that. That's why you have home It's not commercial.
2: No, I, I get that. I just think my I guess my anal retentiveness about this plant is. I would have to limit my name to each grow, each batch out there. Just like you would do a batch of whiskey, like Mm -hmm. like one time grow. Cause I couldn't say, okay, farmer Billy Bob, here's my investment. You go by yourself and go blindly. I would have to be involved with the batch itself at the end, like sample the product and then wait another nine months for the next batch. I mean, like it wouldn't be like a, a blanket thing for me. So the quality control.
1: When I always it, thought it was hilarious that Jack harrow didn't really like Sativas.
2: Yeah, that's story,
1: But then, so they named a strain after this pillar in the community. Eh, I didn't like it. Yeah, what if the Willie not Nelson fan. I'm growing is uh, Willie is also not the best?
2: But we all romanticize how we think people are too, so don't be. It's Does one, is
1: the A strain called Mike Tyson is that the strain? Is like this is a strain called Ric Flair?
2: I would make Con- any one. That's the thing about these strains. Unless until we get to the level of using. The what's that phenome The Phyllos website where people see where it's on the spectrum of terpenes and cannabinoids.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, we're not there, and we probably won't even ever be. And there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but then there would just be the strain that you like, and then because then you can hybridize anything. It's like oh, I like this flavor and that flavor. All right, I like g- growers that are really good, you tell them that, and they'd be like, huh? So we probably need to cross this with that. I'll be back in six months, and then. I don't know if that's how they're doing it. If like it's named Mike Tyson, we don't have his, I think maybe we might in Illinois, I should check maybe near Chicago. He might have a packaging deal that he's getting into, but I know that we don't have the Ric Flair strains.
2: Just the thing is about what's strange is like a lot of it is branding, right? Like TJ Subcool. When a lot of plants were out there, I would see when we had farmers markets at the time, cannabis farmers market, people would. Be selling their weeds and saying, these are seeds from TJ Subcool. Like, people wanted that. We're looking for that. And then part of that is because he already did his branding. He already did, or they did. Whoever's behind the company, whatever thing is, connoisseurs already know, that's one I want. Mm -hmm. And then other ones are just like, I know other people want that, so I want that now.
1: Yeah. That hyping aspect of it's important. Maybe we'll have a guest on in the future that has brands that they try to get from one state to the next about how they can sell out that crop, because it is an issue that a lot of people have. There's a lot of supply that doesn't get moved. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but anyway, we need to figure out a method to wrap up the program or outro. I know for real, but we should.
2: hey, it's a Sunday and it's a nice day and we should go enjoy it and you should have a good day too.
1: Yeah. You go have a good day. I'm even going to take the time off. I'm not going to go do SEO on this shit. I'm not even going to go put this on the podcast first just yet. I'm going to go enjoy my time, and I hope you do too. See ya!